Nothing but confrontation tonight. Man. <laughs> we obviously gonna call this episode the heat of the moment because god damn shit got real. Oh no. What you thought you wasn't gonna see me? <laughs> yes. Yes. The hate in basketball is slowly returning to the fucking forefront of this bitch, man. Late night vibes, late night vibes. It's your boy King Known Uncensored, man. And we're going to get right to this heat, nigga. <laughs> Golden State beat Miami without Clay or in Steph. And I played a little uh, audio at the beginning of the uh intro there and um it looks like things got chippy between jimmy butler eric spolstra and udonis haslam shit got ugly shit got ugly uh, yeah man shit got ugly as sealy baby oh man but wow i mean when you get your ass kicked the way that they got their ass kicked, I can see why <laughs> everything spilled out. Because, you know, according to Spo, you know what I'm saying? Miami been getting their ass kicked the last two, three games. And tension and all of that good stuff boiled over. Now, a lot of people are going to say, oh, shit, it's trouble in Miami. Oh, man, they need to break the team up. No, 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 no. That's not, that's the last thing they need to do. The crazy part about all this is these niggas are still number one despite Philly winning tonight. They're still one and a half games ahead and have control. And they clinched a playoff berth. So no matter what happens to them, they could lose the rest of their games this season. They could still make the playoffs. It's kind of wild when you think about it. But I think that this was actually pretty good for the Miami Heat. They needed this to happen. <laughs> you see Udonis was ready. You saw Spo throw the clipboard. It was on and popping.
shit was wild, I tell you, wild. But things like this is good for your team, man. It's good for the team. You kind of need that moment to light another spark into you. But here's the problem for Miami. You know, if the playoffs were to begin today, they would face the Brooklyn Nets. But however, I wouldn't think that they would face them because, you know, Toronto would play them in the uh, game for seventh. And then Philly would probably face off against Brooklyn. So maybe they wouldn't play Brooklyn in the first round. But if I'm Miami, do I want Toronto in the first round? I think Miami could beat them, but Toronto will give them a good two games. A good run for their money. A lot of those, I think all of those games will be really, really close. But man, that game was insane. I'm mad that I didn't get to watch that in its entirety. But wow, let's go over the key points of that game, right? We just talking highlights tonight, y'all. And find that game here. All right. Kaminga Andrew Wiggins had 22 tonight. Wow. Man, if Andrew Wiggins was busting my ass, I would try to fight the whole team too. I would cuss out Jimmy Butler for getting getting smoked by terrible niggas like Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins shot 8 of 16, 3 of 7, a career high in 22 points. <laughs> oh, shit. How you let Wiggins bust your ass? Wow. That had to be the coming to Jesus moment. And Kavon Looney, 16 points. Jordan Poole, 30-piece. Man, the Warriors had four players scoring over 20 points. I see why Miami was pissed. Poole had nine assists. Shit. Oh, goodness. I don't know. Maybe they were pissed off that they lost to Orlando Magic and put that energy into this game because, my goodness, Golden State looked dangerous. On the Heat side of things, um, Jimmy had 20 points. Bam had 25. Kyle Lowry had 26. Duncan Robinson had 13. It just seems like their bench didn't contribute anything. Oladipo got some clock. He got 20 minutes out there. He was 3 of 11, but you know you got to shake the rust off. And Matt Struss was off. And no Tyler Hero? That could have been one of the reasons why they lost that game. That's 20 points. What the fuck is the status on Tyler? Like, what's wrong with him? I didn't even know he was even hurt. Left knee sprain. Okay. He had a sprained left knee. Fine. Um, wow. New York beat Charlotte. <laughs> That's not surprising. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, my Pistons beat the Atlanta Hawks. They beat the shit out the Hawks. 
I watched that whole entire game, by the way, so, you know, it got pretty bad, so I had to cut it off eventually, you know, but uh, my boys came through at home and did they thing. Seven niggas in double figures. I'm proud of this group, man. K8, 17, 6 and 6, and, I mean, 8 and 6. Jeremy Grant had 21. Sadiq Bey was the only person that was off. And even he hit three threes tonight. Beef Stew had 8 and 10. Curtis Joseph had 11 points. Kelly Olenek had 16 off the bench. Listen, man. The Pistons got to pay Kelly Olenek and Marvin Bagley III, man. They got to pay them. Even the wonderful Killian Hayes, who who I've been hard on this whole entire season, he stepped up to the plate and scored 13 points. Rodney Magruder had 10 points. Yeah, man, this Pistons team got a lot of potential. I still think that they need that key free agent signing that's like a veteran that can come in and whip this team into shape. I mean, but you could say that that person is Kelly Olenek, but I'm talking about a person that is capable of 20 a night. Like somebody that you can count on to surround these young boys. Because you remember, you know, Rasheed Wallace was that guy for the Pistons team. Like they just need that one piece to complete them. Because there's a lot of potential on this team. I like what this is becoming. But on the Atlanta Hawks side of things, Trey Young had 21 points, 9 assists. Um, He got some help from the bench, but Clint Capella. That boy is allergic to offense, man. I swear to God. One point. The Pistons have no middle. Isaiah Stewart's all right, but he's only 6'9". Clint Capella, one point. You might as well just not score fucking zero points. What the fuck is that about? I ain't never seen a motherfucker so inept on one side of the ball. Like, even Dennis Rodman can score two fucking points. He'll score two points right now. DeAndre Hunter had 15 points. Jalen Johnson, another bright spot that I noticed tonight. I'm glad that they giving this kid more clock. He could be useful in that play-in game, man. Jalen Johnson could get into the open court. He can pass. I'm just saying, bro. Like, it's fucking lit, dog. I'm happy that he's getting caught. Kevin Knox got play? I didn't even see him. Man, what the fuck, man? Like... New York's not going to play Cam Reddish, and, and, and Atlanta's just not going to play Kevin Knox like they don't have him and shit. Shit blows me, man. These coaches, man, sometimes you got to empty out your bench. And Boston whooping Utah Jazz ass. I'm telling you, that Western Conference is weak, bro. 125 to 97? 
My goodness. What the fuck happened here? Well, Donovan Mitchell held it down, 37 points. But this is what I keep telling y'all about Utah. They do not have a legit number two. Uh, Bogdanovich did miss the game because he's dealing with an injury. I know that for a fact. But Utah in the offseason, man, y'all got to get a number two score like... Rudy Gobert is not the you know the sec a good second option. He's not reliable every night offensively. So they need a guy that can take the pressure off of Mitchell. I mean Jordan Clarkson is coming off the bench. I'm talking about in the lineup with him. Like you know what a guy like Bradley Beal could do for the Utah Jazz? Shit. Can you imagine if they put up I guess, I don't know, maybe if they put up a, a home run to try to get Dame. Can you imagine Dame and fucking Donovan Mitchell along with Rudy Gobert? I'd say trade their their whole fucking team to make that happen. All the rest of them from Bogdanovich to Conley to Royce O'Neal to Eric Paschal to fucking Hassan Whiteside and Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Forrest and fucking Azabuki, all them niggas can get the fuck on for Dane. And then they can just fill out the rest of their roster, bro. Take a heave hole at somebody that's in a desperate situation. Like, Donovan Mitchell can't be doing this by himself. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah got eliminated in the first round by somebody. Because this type of ass whooping, this shit is wrong. Tatum, 9 of 15 from the field. Jalen Brown, 10 of 17 from the field. Both had 26 points. I told y'all how many assists they have. Brown had five assists. Tatum had three assists. Long as those dudes are passing the ball, Boston always got a shot at the championship now I'm not saying that they're going to come out the east I'm just saying like if those two guys will pass the ball everything is all gravy and we got the Brooklyn Nets got the news that they've been hoping for all season the New York City mayor is looking to roll back the vaccine mandate which means Kyrie Irving will be eligible for home games starting on Thursday on Thursday, it is expected to be announced, and Kyrie will be eligible to play in Brooklyn. Man, if this were to happen, because if they were to stick to the rest of the schedule, Kyrie would have been only able to play in two games because the New York, uh, the Brooklyn Nets um, have multiple games at home coming up. So, shout out to Kyrie, man. Kyrie Irving, you are a fucking American hero. You stood on your principles like a man. You handled and conducted yourself like a man. It didn't allow the pressures of ignorant-ass reporters, faggot-ass politicians, and just straight hoe-ass niggas in general that was talking shit about you. You should have got the vax. You should have got this. Fuck that shit. Stand on your principles like a man. 
and do your motherfucking thing. You heard me? That's real nigga shit. Shout out to Kyrie, man. And speaking of Kyrie, he had a game tonight. Part-time Kyrie and Kevin Durant wreaked havoc on the Memphis Grizzlies without job, but they didn't finish the job. I mean, Kevin Durant had 35 points. Kyrie Irving had 43 points. Andre Drummond had 15 points. And even Brucey from the longest yard, Brucey Brown, got 13 points. The problem was no contribution from the bench. And Patrick Mills has been horrible the last the, the, since the All-Star break. Patty Mills was set to be the um, one of the best acquisitions for the Brooklyn Nets in the offseason. Because, you know, Patrick Mills has had heroic NBA Finals performances in the past. But as of the second half of this season, this motherfucker has been mediocre as the most dangerous team in the NBA the Memphis Grizzlies yes I said it because if they're beating the Nets I mean you know to the Nets uh, to play devil's advocate with Brooklyn uh, Goran Dragic didn't play that's a good 8-10 to 10 points Seth Curry that's a good 12-15 to 15 points missing so if those two would have played, I think they probably could have beaten the Grizzlies. But this go- this again comes back to coaching. This goes back to coaching. Steve Nash did not make the proper adjustments at the closing mark of the fourth quarter. They just... You know, like I said, Nash is the worst coach in the league. I've been saying this from day one. Day fucking one. Because if they would have had a decent fucking coach up in there, I truly think that the Nets could have beat these guys. But no adjustments were made. Um, Blake didn't play. Cam Thomas only played 17 minutes. Only shot the ball two times. That's unacceptable. He's got to be a little bit more aggressive than that. But Memphis, man. Memphis has only lost two games without Ja Morant this season. I think they're 15-2 and two without Ja. That's not saying that they don't need him. I think that's just how deep this team is. Memphis got conference finals potential here. They can beat Golden State in a series. I think they could. I don't think they beat Phoenix. I don't think they beat Phoenix in a seven-game series. But I wouldn't be surprised if a series goes seven. Jello Beats, holla at me. But I'm saying, though, Memphis is dangerous. Dylan Brooks is back. That's the difference right there. Because they didn't have Dylan Brooks this whole se- most of this season. He only played 25 games. And Dylan looks sharp even though he shot horrible from the field. His the one the buckets that he made made an impact on this game. Desmond Bain though, 23 points, 8 of 17 from the field, 6 of 10 from 3. 6 threes y'all 
Tyus Jones stepping in for Ja. 16 points, 10 assists. Huge. DeAnthony Melton, this guy. I I remember him in college. This dude was a defensive hog. And he has evolved and changed and added an offensive arsenal to his game. And this dude had was shot 6 of 10 from 3, 8 of 13 from the field. The Brooklyn Nets defense is garbage. They do not guard people. And usually back when I was a, a, a little mustache, as E40 would say, if you couldn't, if we if if you had a team and you knew they couldn't play one-on-one basketball, they would put up zones. They would put up a 1-3-1 zone, a 2-3 zone, a 3-2 zone. They would switch up their defenses. Or they would double team whoever is giving them the most trouble. And this is why Steve Nash does not deserve to be coaching in this league. I'm sorry. I'm keeping it a buck. Because Taylor Jenkins, you know, survived the Brooklyn run. And you want to know why he did? It was because he fucking made adjustments. He coached. He was like, okay. We're gonna we're gonna double Kevin Durant. We're gonna double um, Kyrie, and we'll live with the results of the other players trying to beat us in this fourth quarter. But Kevin Durant's stat line: thirty-five, eleven, and eight. Sheesh! I thought about betting Kevin Durant in rebounds and assists tonight. Yeah, I failed. Like a motherfucker. But Brandon Clark, 14 off the bench. Yeah, man. Sheesh. The fact that this Memphis team can go 10 deep. This is a very scary team that I would worry about. I wouldn't be surprised if they were one of the last men standing in that Western Conference. Phoenix and, and Minnesota got chippy, y'all. I, I told y'all yesterday that Patrick Beverly has put the battery in these guys. He's put a battery in Carl Anthony Towns' back. He made this dude into a man. This is what Jimmy Butler was trying to do. This is what Jimmy Butler was trying to instill in the Carl Anthony Towns. You know, but he didn't understand it then. Now he understands it. With growth and maturity and, you know, adversity, Carl Anthony Towns, baby nuts, then dropped. As him and Jay Crowder got into a little bit of a, a tiff, as he dunked on him and just pointed to the ground and put his hand on the ground like he was little and shit. And Carl Anthony Towns celebrated like, yeah, I'm in that nigga head, but y'all lost though. This y'all, you know who y'all fucking with, right? I understand y'all joking on the Lakers, but 
This is the number one team in the league. This is the best team in the league that y'all fucking with. Phoenix is on pace to win um to win 65 games. 65 67 games. And they're doing this shit without Chris Paul. Can you imagine if Chris Paul was out there? Sheesh. Yeah, this team showed that them going to the finals last year was not no fluke. And to be honest with y'all, it's going to be between Monty Williams and Eric Spolstra for Coach of the Year. I truly believe that. And DeAndre Ayton, career high, 35 points, 14 rebounds. Man, that dude is a beast. He would definitely be on par for most improved player. Devin Booker, another day at the office, 28 points, 7 assists. Campaign in a starting role at 13 points, 9 assists. What true point guards do? And they did this shit without no help from the bench. Except Landry Shamit, that is. They only had, what, 19 plus 9 is 28. 28 bench points. That's not that much. The Suns scored 125 points. Meanwhile... Carl Anthony Towns doing all that barking. Nigga, you only scored 15 points. Chill. Chill out, bro. Anthony Edwards had 19 points. They did have seven niggas in double figures. They kept up with Phoenix. They did all right. But, you know, Minnesota is fucking cocky. I like the attitude, but you got to finish the job. You must finish the job. And speaking of finishing the job, the Philadelphia 76ers ended up beating the Los Angeles Lakers without LeBron James. Here we go again. Man, LeBron, you are nothing but a hood red, hood red hoochie mama. You mean to tell me after fucking last night you was showing off and doing all this extra shit? Bro. Just say that you don't play back-to-backs, bro. Just say that I'm having soreness in my knee and we're not allowed to play back. I'm not allowed to play back-to-backs. That's all you have to say. We're not going to look at you differently, bro. You randomly sitting out these games and shit and then, you know, a lot of people that I follow was saying that LeBron was ducking the smoke from Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid, you know, LeBron's currently the leading scorer. So my question is, um, with Joel Embiid scoring 30, does that put Embiid at the top scoring? Let's find out. Let me find out just to make sure that 
LeBron is still leading the league in scoring. And yes, LeBron James is, uh, you know, as of now, is the leading scorer in this league. Still at 30 points. He's not comfortable, though. We got Embiid and Giannis chasing him. But I think that's just kind of clownish and kind of corny that LeBron's sitting out. I mean, people wanted to watch this game. This game could have been really good if Bron would have played these two, the uh, you know, Harden and Embiid. James Harden had a slow start, but, you know, by the time the third quarter began, he started to get into the groove of things, and it looked like he injured himself. And I was just like, oh, Lord, here we go again. But, however, he did return to the lineup and ended up putting up decent pretty decent he had a decent game you know he shot horrible but he still had 24 points seven rebounds seven assists and of course nine of those points were free throws <laughs> Joel Embiid another day at the office 30 points 10 rebounds but the biggest surprise of the night was Tobias Harris he was looking like Tobias Elijah Wan, wasn't he this nigga was giving the Lakers problems in that post and was hitting threes. This is the Tobias Harris we've been waiting on. These guys had four players who scored over 20 on this team. And the crazy part is, so did the Lakers. Maxie had 21 points and seven assists. Um, Georges Niang had three three-pointers in this game. Philly, Philly's bench came through and helped out. Russell Westbrook, man. Y'all can't blame this L on Russ. Russ was balling. Dwight Howard was balling. Westbrook had 24 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds. Lakers just didn't finish the, finish them off. But to be honest with you, this was a terribly coordinated basketball game. It was just horrible to watch. Like, both of these guys were making, like, the dumbest mistakes. They were making bad decisions. You know, Kenny Smith had to come in and do... Had to do... It was pretty bad. It was like... It was a joke. I ain't gonna hold you. This game was terrible, man. Like, it looked like Embiid wasn't even interested in playing... And this nigga still scored 30 points and 10 rebounds. Man, give that man the MVP trophy. God damn it. Carmelo Anthony had 20 points. Malik Monk had 23 points off the bench. I'm surprised that he's not starting. That's kind of weird what Frank Vogel is doing. Um, THT didn't play. Well, they didn't need him. Avery Bradley didn't play. Blazemore didn't play. I guess they just went eight deep and just said, fuck it. Which was probably the best idea. I mean, they were really close to beating these guys. But, um, Philadelphia 76ers, you know, Harden's been up and down, you know, and it's been ugly to watch. But lucky they have who I feel is the MVP holding it down for them. Now, last but not least, let's let's take a look at the the standings in the NBA, man. 
Well, as I said before, in this Eastern Conference, you know, Toronto and Brooklyn playing each other in that playing game for seventh. I think Brooklyn easily gets that. They get Philly. I think Brooklyn can beat Philly in the seven-game series. It will go seven games, I think, in my opinion. But, however, yeah, it's just going to be some good basketball here. No disrespect to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but whoever plays Cleveland in the first round, they're going to beat the hell out of Cleveland. Cleveland does not stand a chance, even with Jared Allen. And I mean that with no disrespect. And it's like a big race for number one. We don't know. Like, we know that it's going to be between Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Miami on who's going to get number one. Chicago is pretty much out of this conversation. But if they get Lonzo Ball back, I mean, Boston and Chicago would be a great series. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know who will win in that in that back and forth. I mean, Boston's the hottest team right now. If I were to put my money on it, I would probably say that Boston barely escapes Chicago. And I mean barely. This would be a seven-game series. I would love for this to stick and stay. But I highly doubt it. Milwaukee and Chicago be crazy. Yeah, Milwaukee. If Milwaukee, if the playoffs were to begin now, Milwaukee would play Cleveland. Milwaukee would dog walk Cleveland. And I mean that. Milwaukee's the defending champs. They have more experience. This Cleveland team is legitimately new. And then that... Hawks and Hornets playing game. Ooh. Yeah, man. I ain't gonna I, I tell you what. I ain't gonna hold you. Atlanta would beat the shit out of Charlotte if they were to play each other in the playing game. It seems like Charlotte just can't take that leap into playoff contenders. They're playoff pretenders. And it's crazy that even with me saying that, Charlotte has won seven out of ten. And they're above 500 for the foreseeable future here for the first time in a long time. Like this Eastern Conference race is going to be very interesting to watch. And of course, in the West, Phoenix locked down the number one spot. They clinched the playoffs and they're pretty much the number one seed. They are nine games ahead of Memphis for the ninth seed. Memphis, as I told you before, I think that could be, Phoenix and Memphis could be a conference finals match. Because right now, Utah will play Dallas. Ooh, that will be a hell of a series. Again, I wouldn't know who to choose in this situation. Not going to hold you. But honestly, I would have to give the edge to Utah. I mean, they play defense. That's the only reason why I would put them. Seven game series. Legit. Golden State and Denver. If I'm Golden State, I don't want Denver this round. 
they're going to give Golden State a seven-game series because Golden State's kryptonite has been Denver. Then we got the potential of Jamal Murray coming back. We don't know the status of MPJ yet. Then you have Minnesota and the Clippers playing for the seventh seed. I mean, we keep hearing about Paul George and Kawhi. Paul George and Kawhi coming back. In my opinion, they're not coming back. So I would definitely say Minnesota keeps their seventh seed. And I and I say the New Orleans Pelicans can beat the Los Angeles Fakers with AD or without AD. But I had the hot take of saying that San Antonio was going to catch Los Angeles. I had the hot take. And I said that the Los Angeles Lakers are going to fall out of the playoff race. Because they're only two games behind the Lakers. And they won tonight, I believe. Didn't they win? Yeah, because they beat the hell out of somebody tonight. I think it was Portland. Yeah, they beat the hell out of Portland viciously. Because this is how I know. The Lakers got no answer for DeJounte Murray at all. Like, I think Murray is going to drive them into the playing game. You watch. I'm telling you. But anyway, that's my show. King Known Uncensored, Heat of the Moment, and I'm out this motherfucker.